Our guest today is Megan McCormick, and she opens up about her journey of self-growth. Originally coming from up north, Megan had a childhood friend that struggled with depression, and she thought, what are the odds that I'd have the same thing? She's here to tell us about her journey from high school to university to finally becoming a successful health athlete. Thanks for tuning in guys. And today we have a chance to talk to a passionate advocate of physical, mental, and social health, Megan McCormick. Megan has finished her uh, Master's of Public Health and has found herself drawn to promoting a healthy lifestyle in all realms. She runs a blog called Mastering Health, which focuses on um, promoting and empowering individuals to nurture their health and well-being. Thanks for joining us today, Megan. Yeah, thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I think you've, you said it well. I run a blog, um, Mastering Health, that kind of came as a passion project during my, during my graduate degree. Um, I started off in kinesiology and didn't really know where I wanted to go, but kind of along the way I found out that public health was, was my passion interest instead of being reactive um, with things like um, physiotherapy and, and sports medicine. Uh, health promotion was a way to kind of uh, empower people to take uh, help in their own hands. So started the blog and now I'm working in, in school health promotion, which is really where I want to be. Oh, excellent. So what were your goals as a student then, kind of starting the journey from? <laughs> I went into kinesiology literally just kind of as a jock. I was a, a hockey player and played. Um, I got to live away from home and billet, so I applied just wanting to stick with sports. Um, so I started kinesi and I thought physio was kind of what I wanted to do. So I shouted physiotherapy and thought it was really monotonous, really boring. Um, I thought about sports medicine and then I shadowed um, a track and field meet and it was again like sprained ankles and, and things like that. Um, and then I thought about strength conditioning so I went did a practicum and I was shadowing um, some players and got to shadow some trainers that were working with the Calgary Flames and it was really interesting but it wasn't maybe the environment I wanted to stay in um, for my entire career and not maybe the, the picture I wanted painted of, of people. Um, so then I did my last practicum, like fourth year, about to graduate, still like no direction, uh, and did a practicum with kids doing health promotion in school. So nutrition, physical activity, and like my heart just sank and I found out public health was a degree and a graduate program and yeah, the rest is history. Oh, I see. So that, that's kind of where it took you on this journey where you're at right now. Yeah. Uh, did you always see yourself as having a blog or is that something that, uh, that just kind of started recently? Uh, so I'm like weirdly private. So I actually have like five blogs oh, uh, and I've had them for so many years. Um, so they were all like private ones that uh, like I would meet people on the internet and make friends that way, but nobody in my real life knew about them. So I had like a poetry one and a travel one. And um, it was something I've always thought about kind of publishing and putting out there. And I've always wanted to be a writer. And um, so it's been like a slow growing passion. And then when I got into grad school, I thought, okay, I need to kind of make this legit. And, you know, yeah. put myself out there. So it's a still growing process of, okay, I need to be okay with putting myself out there and showing my face and, and putting my name behind all my writing, but I've been mm -hmm. doing it for quite a while, actually. So it sounds like it was one of, was that initially one of your goals to try to kind of step out of your comfort zone and uh, and put yourself out there as you describe it? I don't know if it was like a, a an intentional goal, but it's something that's definitely come along the way that I'm growing into. Yeah. Um, I love sharing things and I love watching other people do those things and I, I know I can do it myself but it's just that uh, that kind of hesitation is if am I good enough to be sharing this or are people interested in it so mm -hmm. I'm trying to push myself and think maybe they are. Definitely well it sounds like you went through quite a bit of a journey in terms of you didn't know exactly where you were heading first yeah. and then you found your passion and what sounds like and 
one sudden moment in, in the end of your school year, is that correct? Yeah, I feel like things definitely fell into place. And what about your job? So what do you work at? I work with Everactive Schools, mm -hmm. so it's a provincial organization around school health promotion. Uh, that's kind of my like big spiel that I can put off right away, but I do a bunch of different things. I do a lot of school presentations to teachers, so most of my work is teaching teachers how to embed health. Oh, I see. Okay. A, a healthier place. And how did you find that job? How did, uh, how did you? How did you? Uh, how did that catch your interest? Is yeah. It? So I, I think I've always had this interest in school health. Uh, even even within Kinney's and, and going through school, I had um, a high school guidance counselor tell me like. You know, don't really aim for the stars. You know, university's not in your path. You know, look out for college. That's kind of your thing. Um, going through my degree and working hard for peace and then getting into school, I've always kind of taken that with me that school can really make or break you. And what we tell our students and what we empower them really stays with them. Obviously, that stayed with me for the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, so I want to just, you know, show that you can work beyond what your kind of your limits are set at. No, that's that's something understandable. So, what's your day to day life like? Oh, so it's a whole variety of things. So, a lot of um, presentations to teachers, um, a lot of resource development, and then a lot of traveling as well. So, we do promotion all across the province, um, and then we're kind of expansion north of territories, which is my home mm -hmm. home territory. Oh, excellent! So, you're hoping to eventually maybe move on to there? Not move on. It's yeah. a place I couldn't live. Yeah, I think go back to permanently, but it's. Yeah, I have a place in my heart. So I get to go back there. I've been three times this past year to work with smaller communities there. Oh, I see. Excellent. Um, so something that I was curious about is actually, uh, what are some of the most common things you get asked uh, asked by the readers of your blog? Uh, a lot of it is just around self-care. Mm -hmm. I think we all know we all know what self-care is, and sometimes it's baths, and sometimes it's, it's taking time for ourselves. But a lot of time, it's just self-awareness that we we're not even including that in our lives. Um, so I try and give, you know, realistic examples of what I do, and I'm not perfect by any means, but I, I have the knowledge of the awareness to know when I'm not doing it. Um, so take the time to kind of slow down and fit in small, small routines and small, small ways to take care of yourself. So has, has a lot of this sharing with individuals and, and giving them these lessons, has, has it actually taught yourself as well how to uh, take care of your, of your own health and your own body? Yeah, it definitely makes me more reflective because I'm writing a post and, and taking photos for all these things and I have to embody it more than, than if we're just talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just made me more thankful and I love going back to old posts and reading my, my blog posts. I, I do like a, a yearly roundup on my birthday of, of things I've learned throughout the year and reading those are so special for me to go back. So, you know, if nobody reads the blog, that's fine, but it's a nice keepsake for me to have at least. Yeah, absolutely. Are you still running all your other blogs as well? <laughs> kind of on and off. <laughs> yeah. If you have some time. Yeah. Um, have you found, obviously there'll be a lot of struggles and challenges in your new job as well as writing a blog and yeah and you know, activities that you're doing, uh, what have been some of the main challenges that you have faced and how do you usually overcome your stress and these things that you face? Yeah, so I've you know been a student for 20 years and it's this past year that I finally have, have finished school and I've gone into the working world uh, and there's stress as many, many stressors, especially living alone and trying to take care of myself and, and keep a household running. Yeah. Um, I have so many stressors and I think I'm somebody that carries my stress and I love saying yes to people and I love, um, you know, doing uh, errands for people and, and going above and beyond. Um, but stress, it's it's like the basics. It's like getting enough sleep. It's like drinking enough water and not over-caffeinating. It's like making sure you're, you're exercising every day or getting outside and, and just those things. And if like, I keep a little tick box in my journal and if I'm not doing the basics and I need to cut something back, 
if I get the basics in usually I'm, I'm doing okay. Oh, excellent. And then um, have you found that there are any struggles that you have in terms of people reaching out to you ever and then uh, opening up some, some sort of deep issues that they're having and asking for your help? Um, I have a lot of really great friends who are very fortunate that can open up to me. Yeah. Um, but it's like that two-way street. So I've definitely shared with them and they know my struggles and um, and having depression for a long, long time and overcoming that, especially within a school sense, is so, so difficult. Um, so it's a two-way street. So I open up to them and they open up to me and we're able to, to find yeah. solutions that way, which is really helpful. It's always important to talk to someone. Absolutely. So out of, out of your sort of toolbox of things that you have to recommend to individuals, uh, whether it be through your work, uh, yeah. recommend to teachers and working in different programs or through your blog, what would you say is uh, one of the most used recommendations that you have for individuals? I, we do a lot of teaching around social emotional learning, so how to teach kind of those, um, kind of the, the relationship and communication and self-awareness pieces to kids, mm -hmm. but it's so important for adults to have them, especially um, just to be functioning in everyday life. So going back to the very basics of self-awareness. So if you're not self-aware that, you know, you have aches or pains or you're feeling tired or all those things that you kind of think are okay, you think it's okay to be tired throughout your work day, having self-awareness to say, okay, what's actually going wrong with me or what's going on here, um, kind of stepping back and, and analyzing situations. So self-awareness, I think, is the, the best part. And then you can actually tackle it and see what the problem is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I had one thought when I was looking through your blog, and I'm not quite sure exactly why it came about, but I know a lot of individuals um, find it really difficult to actually to reach out and ask for help. Mm -hmm. And then so they, they, they like to go to the um, websites that will help them out to help yeah. them on, on their own. Um, how do you think, so for example, something that I'm thinking about is, let's say somebody is interested in uh, trying, to, trying to get in better shape but they might be afraid of reaching out to a trainer or a nutritionist because of maybe they're just a different uh, point in their life and they don't mm -hmm. feel like they're ready to start. Do you have any recommendations in terms of for, for regular people or for professionals to overcome that, uh, that sort of challenge of reaching out and get help and make their own health and well-being better? Yeah, I think there's a lot of barriers to reaching out to professionals. Uh, there's so many like power dynamics, whether it's a doctor or a patient, whether, mm -hmm. it's, a, whether it's a teacher or a student. Um, so usually people go to the internet, they go to their yeah. peers, they go to their family members. So hopefully they're accessing proper information, uh, evidence-based information. Um, but I would just say find a safe space. So if that's a friend, hopefully you can maybe um, reach out to a professional that way with a friend. Um, but find a safe space first before we're going to the, to the harder barriers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so do you find now that, I know you've had quite a bit of a journey in terms of changing of goals since you're a student, you come out, do you find that they're still changing in terms of what you want to see in the long term? Yeah, I I have no idea what my life has in store. I would love to know I'm a planner and I love looking ahead and I, and I hate surprises, but if I think back 10 years to my life and I, you know, if I went to medicine at college for a sports massage, which I thought I was going to do, um, if my life didn't take all these turns to bring me to Calgary, to bring me to Edmonton, um, to meet a friend, to go on a trip, like I would not be in this spot and this is the best spot I could be in. So I have no idea what the next 10 years hold, but I know that they're probably better than I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, everything works out how it's supposed to your life kind of leaves its own own web. Mm -hmm. um, so that's encouraging, but like there's a part of me that would love to, to get a glimpse of the future. And yeah, see, see it sounds like you're just sort of encouraging everybody to embrace it, embrace whatever's coming. Yeah. And then... Um, and appreciate what's happening right now. Yeah. 
So we're only this age once, and it's it's pretty cool. So then, if you had to sort of for for individuals listening out there, if you had to leave them with one specific lesson and something that you that you have found helps individuals, then also what would that be? I would say take in the moment, take in what's happening today, this week, this month. Um, find out what self awareness means to you. Find out what it feels like to be in your body, what, what sleep works for you, how much water you need, literally the basics, how you can keep yourself alive. And that's your baseline. Uh, if there's any changes, that's when you can reach out to somebody and, and, and seek for help, but, but really like self-awareness and appreciate what you have right now. Absolutely. What inspired you to, to go into that and focus on those particular aspects? I think it's been an organic process since it started three years ago. So I had probably more recipes back then and was trying to be like a classic health blog and do a little bit of everything and not like have a niche or not um, stick in one lane, but you can only write what you're really feeling. You can only kind of um, authentically go on a path that is of interest in your life and what's going on. So it's kind of melded towards more self-care, uh, more mental health, um, more of like what I'm doing at work and more what I'm really passionate about. Um, slowing down, taking things in, taking care of myself, taking care of my space, and all those things. So it's been really organic. Have you had any any personal experiences or any any uh, any of your past um, just in general your past experiences that have led you to to go this direction as well? Um, I think it's just come from from what I've known, and I feel like I'm always better articulated. Um, when I'm writing, mm -hmm. I, I love to overthink and I love um, to kind of question things in my head. So I'll always be like the quiet one in the room um, and like think of my answers before I speak. So if I can write, I can, can convey myself in a, in a message, even if it's, if it's a text message, I feel like I'm better, mm -hmm. um, better suited. So I think my interest in the blog have just come from what's happening in my own life. Mm -hmm. And that's been like the outlet of, of what's going on with me other than just showing me jobs. Do you find that it was more difficult to write as a as a person once you came up versus your anonymous blogs that you've had in the past? <laughs> it definitely was. I remember creating a separate Instagram. I wanted to keep it very separate. I wanted to, you know, still have my own personal life, but still like put myself out there. And I was praying that none of my like real life friends would find it. But of course, when you link it on Facebook, your Instagram account, it's like open for everybody, and everybody's liking yeah. it and following it, and you're like cringing and. Um, so it was definitely a transition time, and and the, the best thing about it is I have like really encouraging friends. So I started it um, right before I started um, at the School of Public Health, and my public health friends were just so supportive. Um, my photographer is actually a former classmate um, who has a, like side photography biz, so she's encouraging and always saying great things. So I think that's brought me out of my shell is the encouragement from friends that they like the content and they relate to it and, and they enjoy seeing it. Um, but yeah, I do kind of like putting it out there for strangers and just leave it at that. And yeah. Yeah. And do you find that your style of writing has changed since you've had to, uh, since you've kind of put yourself out there? Yeah, I think I started off and wanted to be very, um, kind of in that student role. I wanted to kind of like link to articles and, and do what was current. And I just found that one, it was a lot of extra work on me well, being a student, but I wanted something that was really authentic. I wanted to show health promotion and, and being healthy and and kind of embodying all of this from someone who's done so much schooling um, in a really organic and real way. Mm -hmm. And sure, that's not always easy. And it's yeah. not, you know, always these fruit bowls and, and you know, living in a beautiful apartment, but it's just trying your best. I know you, you slip up, but it's, mm -hmm. it's been the effort every day. 
And I know you come from a healthcare background, obviously. However, um, you had to deal with a lot of individuals in your life that have faced depression, anxiety, and a lot of the aspects that are plaguing large, large sections of society. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually born and raised in Yellowknife. Um, so way up in the north of surgeries, and it's dark the majority of the time in winter, of course. Um, so growing up, we had those vitamin D lamps in our house. We were very aware that the weather could affect us, and I remember. Um, I always felt depressed, I always felt symptoms, I always felt off, um, but I had a really good childhood friend that was diagnosed in junior high, was on medication, she would not come to school, she couldn't get out of bed, out of bed. I just thought, depression can't be that common, she can't have it, I can't have it at the same time. Um, so I really just doubted my experiences, I thought, if, if my friend has it, then, then you know, what are the chances? Um, but it's something that I've had so many friends experience and and then going um throughout university had more friends reach out to me and, and getting to open up to them and um finally getting to a point where i need to seek out medication and i've done everything i've done the exercising i've done um psychologists i've done it all but finding that medication could really work for me that was a really empowering point um in my life but also being able to know that um the people around me are still struggling as well so sharing that story mm -hmm. And what did you, so what did you really accept that you had depression? So it sounded a little bit like you were initially doubting whether or not how, yeah. what are the odds. So what yeah. did that actually come to your to the mind that you're accepting this? I feel like it's been a long, a long time coming. Felt it really early on. And, and we're talking earlier, I've always felt kind of different and mm -hmm. and kind of in this weird state. So felt it really early on, doubted it. Um and again, living in the north, you have a lot of you have a lot of people who stay and a lot of people who move. So my family was the one who stayed and I've gone through so many friends, so many families moving away uh, and got to a really, really low point in grade 11. Um, and, you know, went to my parents and was like, this is it. And I'm at a, at a, at a tough, tough point. And um, medication wasn't really on the table at that point, but got to move away. I got to build up the family, got to play hockey in the South uh, in Alberta. And so that was a, a, a huge dream point in the environment to kind of, helped me. Uh, went back to university afterwards, again, tough points, tried different things, tried coping other ways, tough mm -hmm. points. Uh, and it was the summer before grad school where I knew I had to, I had to go to a doctor and really, really find an answer, really find a way that could help me, mm -hmm. help me cope with grad school. What was your journey like in the healthcare system when you, when you finally were ready to do this? I've, I've had both ends of the spectrums. I've left so many doctor's offices crying, um, feeling like I was imagining things, like it wasn't that serious, um, thinking I'd one thing and, and just kind of leaving doctor's office and not feeling like anything got accomplished. Um, I've also had some really great ones along the way. So when I first got a medication, I had a really great family doctor uh, out of the University of Calgary. Got my medication was fantastic. Um, then I moved to Edmonton for school and was terrified to go back with the doctors I experienced um, there and didn't read my prescription, which was really a tough point. I thought I could just tough it out and mm -hmm. they wouldn't suggest that. So you realize at that point that you do need that help and you need that supporting, yeah. that support. And I think that's something that a lot of healthcare professionals actually, uh, they were trying to be taught more and more to focus on the patient and to give that individualized approach. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of individuals such as yourself face um, healthcare professionals that because our healthcare system is so rush, rush, rush that you don't always get that attention and you don't always get that extra step that they need to take in yeah. order to, to make sure that they feel safe, the individual gets the right treatment. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so then where, 
what, what point are you, I'm assuming that you're at a good point in your life now that you've gotten out of. Um, yeah, so was able to move back to Calgary and from the support of, of my boyfriend was able to physically take me to the doctor um, and get back on the medication that, you know, just really helps me um, uh, be able to, to function enough to, to support my health beyond that through exercise and, and yeah. drinking water and yeah. sleeping all that. So, so what are some of the things that, instead of alluding to what you just said, uh, what are some of the things that you use to maintain your mental health and to... Uh, to stay upbeat and stay as happy and uh, cheery as you are. It's it's so many different things. I um, yeah. So I always teach about the the dimensions of wellness and and there's six dimensions. Some people say there's nine, but it's things like going outside. It's things like being with friends. It's, you know, drinking water and, and eating and and sleep and those basics. But I've really um, found the connection to yoga as well. Um, so I, I've done yoga for ten years and was always you know, as a way to, to stay flexible and limber for hockey, but now I've found like that mind-body connection. So I'm doing my yoga teacher training in the new year um, and just trying to, to live out all those dimensions, not just stay in, in the, the physical with working out, um, but making sure I'm you know, taking care of all aspects. So what did you really learn about yourself then throughout this entire journey as a person, <laughs> as an individual, as a personality sort of thing? I'm still learning. I'm always learning. I'm always trying to figure out myself. Um, so, and I, and I kind of am able to, to figure out new things every year. Um, so I got a tattoo a little while back and um, it was one of my feet that, um, that are, you know, it was an important part of my life. And then kind of the last second I decided to get my Myers-Briggs on my finger um, as a tattoo as well. So my Myers-Briggs is um, this personality inventory and there's 16 and it kind of lets you know a little bit about yourself. And I did the, um, the test in university and it was a huge game changer in just figuring out kind of how I function and how I take things into the world and how I react. And, you know, I, I feel for my heart and I'm also introverted, but I, you know, I can be extroverted. I can really, I can really um, be passionate about things. So doing that inventory, um, as well as like every, every year I'm trying to find something. So I'm trying to like chisel away at myself and figure out how I can work best as a, as a person, but still learning and still growing. That's really cool, and I, you know what, I don't know as much about this, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't either, so can you tell us a bit more about the Myers-Briggs? Yeah, so there's so many out there, there's a colors test, and um, but I really enjoy Myers-Briggs, um, so if you've ever taken a, a psychology class, they, they can bring it up, so it's um, 16 personality inventory, so there's, you get a four-letter uh, word at the end, um, so there's two options per letter, so you're either introverted or extroverted, either um, have intuition or you're more of a sensor, you're a thinker or a feeler, or you're a judge or a perceiver. So whatever combination of letters you get kind of is your Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's just so much information out there about how in-depth that can be and maybe what job you'd be best suited for and who you'd be as a parent or as a, as a partner. Is that, um, yeah, it's so cool. And seeing my, my positive traits and my weaker traits and seeing how some were both positive yeah. and, and like weak points in my life was really interesting. And so I try and, you know, I have so many notebooks where I've made lists and say, okay, I'm going to work on these. And, yeah. um, but I think it's just that awareness piece again. It's being aware of, of what your weak traits are um, and being aware of your positive ones and trying to build off of those. But it's, yeah. So is this something that, that your body and your personality can adapt and then change over time? Or uh, is it theory that it's more or less what you're, you're going to be like more? 
spectrum. I've heard I've heard things where you can actually grow and adapt and change, and some people are like, "Oh, you tattooed it!" Yeah. Like you know, it's not set in stone. Um, yeah. But I have a couple of tattoos. I've always gone by the belief that if it's right in the moment, you know, it's a perfect piece of that history yeah. in your life. Um, so I got my on my ring finger actually just to just to remember like mm-hmm. that is truly like the essence of me at least. Um, at that point in my life, and I feel like I've maybe grown in some places. I, I'm like a better communicator, which is one of my weaknesses. Um, but I, I've always enjoyed it. I think even if I do grow and change, it'll be like an amazing reminder of the person I was. Because you know, we always grow, and hopefully, we evolve into a better state. It's cool to remember who we used to be. And I know this might be somewhat private, but what what are some of your characteristics based on this test that you learned specifically? Um, I think. Like um, I was mentioning before, I'm like better a, a better communicator written than verbally. Um, I hold really high standards, um, mostly for myself, but that can also cause me to judge others. Um, yeah, lots of like very like a hard worker, but like too hard, can't say no kind of thing. Um, so a lot of relatable things. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The whole thing's relatable. <laughs> like do the test. Figure yeah. out yourself, and you'll be like, "Whoa! Like, this is who I am." And yeah, I I really enjoy that. Feel back in. Absolutely. I you know what? I'm curious to find out exactly what I am too, because I think that it's a good journey. Everyone needs to, to do it before you get married. Before you like start a job, everyone needs to find out their marriage is. Maybe I'll find out that uh, the job I'm doing right now, I should switch on a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you sharing with us. It is quite private. I understand about you talk about yourself, and I appreciate you coming up with us here and then, then letting us know about your story that you've had your struggles with depression. Um, did you have any other um, goals or any other, sorry, I said goals, but what I mean is, did you have any other advice that you have for, for listeners at all? I would just say, I, I never loved uh, sharing, especially some people in my inner circle, I didn't love talking about this part of my life. Um, thinking it made me different but really there's so many of the same story of mine and um, weave into other people's stories as well so i would just say find something you connect with share your own story uh listen to somebody else's story find some connection that's a great part um of our health uh, and just not know alone in any of this so use your weakness as your strength yeah thank do you, you very much do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you on their blog yeah so it is masteringhealth.co.co Megan has an incredible story to share with all of us. What I found extremely valuable was Megan's advice to never stop learning more about yourself and connecting with others. Megan hit a critical point in her life where she realized she needed help. She empowered herself and continues to do so as she learns more about her strengths and weaknesses. If you want to check out Megan's blog to learn more about her passion, go to www.masteringhealth.co. That's it. Thanks again. Please subscribe and leave a comment if there's anything specific you guys want to see. Oh, God.